Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and Makers of Minnesota is the podcast where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I have a feeling we're going to get a good story here from our friend Don Kelly, who's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Flackers. And Flackers sounds like crackers because, indeed, it is a flaxseed-based cracker. Don, welcome to the program. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Okay, I have all kinds of thoughts about flackers, but before we get started, I want you to tell me sort of how this whole idea of this cracker came to be. For sure, for sure. So uh, you mentioned I'm a co-founder. So my co-founder was a doctor and our, our official company name is Doctor in the Kitchen. And, you know, uh, how that came about, she created them and uh, we, um, she created them because she was doing integrative medicine. She's a medical doctor and yeah. she uh, was seeing uh, patients, you know, kind of for integrative medicine. Um, and a lot of the times they were gluten-free or that gluten seemed to be the issue. And she created uh, flackers to help them have something crunchy and gluten-free that uh, they could, could eat. And she was testing it with them, you know, not testing with them, giving it to them. And they told her, hey, you should bring this to market. And um, along came me. Uh, we met at the dog park, actually. And what kind I of dog was, do you have? Well, had, because this was many years ago. <laughs> um, she was just a uh, very cute, uh, sweet uh, mix uh, uh, dog. And, and uh, you know, I would go to the dog park and I met all sorts of friends there. And, and I met... Allison, the doctor there, and we just started chatting and, and it's like, Hey, what do you do? What do you do? I was consulting at the time. My background has been in food with, you know, sales at General Mills and then marketing at Pillsbury. And I was consulting with food companies and she said, Oh, I got this crap. You know, I'm a doctor. I do this. And it's all of a sudden, you know, uh, it came together and said, Oh, well, great. I'll help you bring them to market. And that's how we, that's how the flackers story uh, was born. And this was back in probably 2006 or seven, you know, so quite a, quite a while ago. Yeah. And you have recently, I feel like it's recently adjusted your packaging too, because for a long time, you guys were in like a kind of the crack traditional cracker cardboard box. Right. And yeah. now you're in more of like a poly sort of bag. Yeah, we, we um, you know, it's actually, uh, I think we, you know, I don't know the exact year that we did that, but it was probably 2014, maybe, that we Has made Has it that. been that long? Wow. Yeah, a lot of people remember us for being in the box. You know, we had this this nice box, had a little window on it, had a tray that we yep. put the flackers in, and, you know, we used to hand pack them into the tray, and, and uh, you know, it just seemed... Uh, you know, at some point in time, it was like, okay, well, it makes a lot more sense if you don't have the box and yeah, because there was a bag and a box yeah. and a tray involved. So we eliminated all that stuff, which was much more friendly to the environment and um, easy for the consumer too, because it was a sealable bag. So now we've made that change well. And then we've had some iterations in terms of our packaging look and feel and, you know, stuff like that. So, so is the, could you tell me what is like exactly the component of a flacker? Like, is it all flaxseed? Yeah, it's it, the flaxseed cracker. It's, it's, it's flaxseed cracker. I mean, about maybe 95 plus percent of most of our crackers have flaxseed in it. Now we've, we do have some that, 
you know, like a black sesame is, is added in there. So flax gets smaller. We have some newer uh, skews or, or flavors that uh, combine flax and uh, phonio, which is an ancient grain from West Africa. So, you know, not as much flax is used, but primarily uh, on our core items, like the ones back here are, you know, flax seeds. What I love about your product is I use it mm -hmm. on salads in place of croutons. Yeah. It's a good, good way to use it. A lot of people do it that way. So. Yeah, it's really, it's tasty and you know, you're not getting the bread component if you're keto or you're watching carbohydrates. How was the product received when you first got involved in bringing it to market? Uh, you know, um, I think, it, I mean, it was good because, you know, and in, in, at the beginning, I mean, what was really intriguing for me about it, because I, I came from a background where I was marketing, you know, uh, pizza rolls and, and uh, you know, old El Paso and all good brands. I still love those, but, you know, not the best, uh, you know, it's not a simple ingredient. And not Are the, you saying uh, a pizza roll is not healthy, Don? Come on. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I had some this weekend. <laughs> I know. I, pizza rolls are like my nostalgic childhood food. Right. So, um, you know, so uh, how how they were received, what was intriguing for me is having come from the big company background where you do a bunch of research to kind of come up with a new item was the fact that Allison had already been serving these to her uh, clients and they were loving it. You know, so it was like almost, you know, hey, this people love them already. And 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 so as we took them to market, I mean, we essentially said, hey, here's the product. Here's what we think a package design will look at. We went to the wedge and met with the buyer and said, would you carry these? And and uh, and they said, yeah, we'd carry that. It seemed simple ingredients. And so the way we started, it was maybe five co-ops here in town and how we got people, how we got trial was to do demos. And so, you know, that was a very concentrated uh, market target market because that's and that's who we're going after people who are a little bit more health conscious who are concerned about organic and and things like that so when they tried them they loved them and that's how we built sales up you know not everyone loves flackers I'll, I'll be honest with that i mean we we can be kind of polarizing because some people just don't like seeds or they you know they don't like the taste of flax seeds uh you know not you know like any product right yeah um but they they were well received particularly when you serve it with hummus and 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 uh, guacamole some really good dips you know they, they're a perfect carrier for a lot of healthy dips i love that uh it's like a receptacle right for the labna totally. or whatever it is that you're bringing up towards your face and you know sometimes you just don't want a piece of vegetable with some of these dips you want something that's a little heartier and again i think the the combination is great when it's substituting for a crouton on a salad um, you said you, you have a lot of background in um, packaged goods. How has the industry changed for you since COVID? Well, COVID, well, I mean, boy, I mean, I think we're still reeling from the effects of COVID in terms of what's going on in the industry. I mean, it's been a tough year, um, I think, industry-wide, you know. Um, you know, so we actually had one of our best years ever uh, in 2021, which was kind of the rebound from the initial COVID and what's really difficult is trying to figure out, well, why, right? Everyone knew when COVID hit, you know, the shelves were empties because people were running to the shelves and it affected supply chain. And, you know, we certainly had effects like that. But then when it rebounded, 
you know, uh, in 2021 for us, it was, well, why did that happen, you know, so dramatically? And why did, you know, you know, so um, I, you know, the way, in my view, the industry has changed is, you know, you had phases, you had what I just described, where, you know, there were supply chain issues, uh, distributors, as well as grocery stores were really, you know, and, and they were selecting what goes on the trucks because there was limited space and they wanted to get stuff to. So sometimes if you're not the best, you know, if you're not Cheerios or the best selling items or flour or whatever, you you end up, you know, not making it on the truck and not making it on the shelves. And then you have out of stocks and, you know, so you had issues like that. And then, you know, when, when it got back, you know, things started correcting itself there. Uh, you know, I think people, there, there, there were some probably consumer behavior changes that forced people to not force, but they, they just got back to doing a little bit more normal stuff. But, you know, you also had a shift to online buying, you know, Amazon and, and, and uh, Instacart. And, and so you, you had this huge behavior shift that happened and, and really it's hard to, you know, especially as a smaller company to, to, figure out what is really happening because you don't have all that research and feedback directly from consumers. You just have to kind of go by um, what happens in the industry and, and try to apply it to what happened to your product. So most recently in the last year, you know, we all know that inflation has been and still is a big concern for consumers and how that impacts their behavior how it's impacted our businesses. Flackers is more of a premium priced item. Um, we didn't, we, we chose not to take our price up because, you know, I knew that and, and I didn't want consumers to have to spend, you know, um, a lot. I wanted to stay where we're at. Now, yeah. some retailers went ahead and took the price up anyways, which is a little disconcerting, even though we didn't make any changes. Um, but, you know, what, what, happened is I think consumers, you know, just imagine someone's got a hundred dollars to spend on groceries and all of a sudden it only goes so far, they're going to start making selection of what do they choose to buy or not. And, you know, in, in our case, I think some, some consumers decided to, to walk away for a bit on, on flackers, um, but we still have our core set of consumers and, you know, we, we still do uh, a good amount of business online. And, and, and I think that's kind of how it's affected us. And I think, you know, based on what I know from others too, it's the same thing, you know, the higher priced items got, as well as higher priced grocery stores um, started seeing some changes. And and I think that's impacted a lot of the brands and the smaller brands out there in the, in the business. Are the higher priced grocery stores, I don't want to say struggling, but having a harder time with customers as the dollar is not going as far? You know, I, I think so. Um, some categories are doing great. Some retailers are doing great. I think the natural product side of the industry has not done as well as the grocery side, from what I hear. Um, uh, so, you know, it, it's, again, it's, it's very hard to figure out exactly what's going on, you know, like in crackers versus cereal or yeah. uh, frozen food or produce. It's it's it depends on the category and it depends on the brand and it depends on the retailer in a lot of cases. You can kind of see that too, because if you're spending, you know, $150 a week on groceries and your $150 is now getting you two bags, or maybe it used to get you three or four, 
you do as a, I'm just speaking of myself, like I think about, okay, where am I going? What do I need to buy today? Is it toilet paper, paper towels, dishwashing soap? Because I make a different choice for the retailer than if I'm making like a meal that I'm going to cook from a recipe and I need specific vegetables, then I think of who that retailer is or like snack items and those kind of things. I just sort of pick up along the way. I'm not intentional about it, but I am intentional about like health food items or, you know, I need protein powder or so it is interesting to think about where you shop and how that's changed. And during the pandemic, I just went to the closest place. I filled the cart in the shortest amount of time I could with literally just staples wandering through the rows. Very little um, impulse purchasing happened. I just was so focused on getting in and out and getting my mask properly positioned. And, <laughs> right. you know, it was just a whole different grocery shopping experience. It, it sure it, it, it sure was. And I think, um, you know, I, what I've heard also is that, you know, the, the number of, you know, like, you know, you always look at yourself and, and try to interpret consumer behavior based on what you do. And me too, I used to, you know, you know, I'd go to the local Lunds and Byerly's, I'd go to the Linden Hills co-op because it's in my neighborhood. I would go to Whole Foods and I would go to Trader Joe's. That was kind of my yep. circle of retailers. And what I have heard that, you know, consumers have changed that habit as well. They're, they're, they're making different, less shopping trips to different places. You know, and uh, so there's there's a lot of different dynamics that happen and have happened because of COVID. Um, that it's, I mean, boy, if I had time to kind of really dig in and and you know really decipher what's going on, it's it's, it's an interesting exercise. Yeah. Do you ever market like with others? So, for instance, you mentioned that this is a great product with a hummus. Uh, you know, there's local Baba hummus or yep. like the gals that have the plucky pickle dip that would also maybe be a good receptacle for sure yeah you know we did i mean we haven't been doing demos since you know covid and post covid um cuz you know stores stopped doing demos uh, but historically yeah we would line up uh and do dual demos and you know locally but also around the country you know the extent that you attend demos is you know if you're not doing it locally i mean there there's been so many demos i've done uh, uh, through the years. I mean, the, I think the most recent was, it was, it was actually after COVID where I went to Lakewinds and, and I love doing demos because you get that consumer feedback. And Are the stores not doing demos as much? No, no, they, they are now. Um, you know, I think they're back at it. Uh, but you know, for a time there, they weren't at all. And, and so we just haven't kind of fully re-engaged to kind of do right. that as part of our marketing, uh, mix, um, so, but, but stores are doing it, but to answer your question, yeah, we, we used to demo with, you know, specific hummuses or, you know, I mean, a lot of times we would use the store stuff as well. Um, oh yeah, but, I suppose. Yeah. But, but we also, you know, yeah, so we did do that. And, you know, when we resume doing that, it's always a great way to do it because you kind of also sometimes, you know, split the cost of doing a demo. Right. So right. Hiring someone to do it. Does social media come into play for you in a big way? It does. It does. I mean, we're active on, you know, we're most active on Instagram and, and uh, Facebook. Um, we've done some Pinterest and we've done some specific programs. Um, we have over the years collected a good database of our own, uh, you know, uh, folks that we email to, 
Um, so we're we're kind of marketing through to them that way, and they come and they buy on our website. Um, but we we reflect that on you know uh, Instagram and on on um, Facebook, um, and we we try to stay active. You know, with uh, you know not always a sale, but you know some you know interesting if it's you know Valentine's Day or Heart Healthy Month. You know, we'll right. try to reflect what's going on or might be in people's mindset during those times. Are there brands that you admire locally that you're just like, wow, they're just knocking it out of the park? Uh, you know who I, so good friends of mine are like seven Sundays and, and I just, I, I love their marketing and, and their branding and, and, you know. And they're a Musil.ly company and they've been featured on this program. So you can find their podcast if you look back at past episodes. Yeah. You know, Hannah and Brady are, are terrific people and, and great, uh, business people and they have a good product and, and their marketing, you know, I think it's just, it's genuine. And, and, you know, I love, uh, I, I follow them and I, you know, yeah. I, I like to see what they, they do. They bring their kids in sometimes and things like that. So I, I definitely admire uh, what they're doing. Um, flackers can be found where specifically everywhere. Eh, not everywhere. I wish, <laughs> you know, that's uh that's always what we're striving for, you know. I mean, I think there's probably some places you'll you'll not find us because, you know, it's 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 not appropriate, not right for a specific retailer. But you know, generally you should, you know, you can find us at the co-ops. Um, not all of them, you know, which is, you know, I, I we get a little work on that, and you know, uh, um, you know, we, we're definitely we're at Whole Foods Market nationally as well as locally. Um, we're, we're in, you know, the Lunds and Byerly stores uh, around town and, you know, high V stores, um, you know, so you can find us locally around, you know, in those stores All right. and some and, others. And people can buy them at your website too. Absolutely. You can buy us on our website. Yeah. And what's your website address? Uh, just flackers.com, F-L-A-C-K-E-R-S.com. All right. Awesome. So if people want to give flackers a shot, I would highly recommend it. They're really tasty. I love the everything bagel flacker. Oh, good. It's one yeah. of my personal favorites. And like I said, I use it. I don't, I'm not a big dipper, so I'm not like into <laughs> dips really, but I am into using it. I kind of just crunch them up and use them on salads and anything that needs a little extra crunch. That, that's probably a really good one for that. And that, that's the one that, you know, we, where it's um, where we mixed flax and fonio. And, you know, for those that don't know, fonio is an ancient grain from West Africa. That is a great story because it grows in drought like conditions. It's highly sustainable. And, and we're, I think we're unique in companies that are actually using that. So. I love it. Well, thank you for finding alternative grains and for thinking about the environment too. That's important as we move along here in our food trajectory. It's been great talking to you. It is Don Kelly. It is Flackers. And you can find them at your favorite co-ops, at Whole Foods. You should find them because they're delicious. Well, thank you for the endorsement. I appreciate it. Thanks, that. Don. Okay, we'll talk to you, soon. Stephanie. All right, bye-bye.